Hey everyone, and welcome to Bam Pow Zing, a comics podcast. I'm Jamin. I'm Cameron, and today we're going to be talking about a hero that we both are big fans of, and that is Batman. Uh, yeah, which I'm... is oh, you can go. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about this one because I I'm not going to, but I could probably talk for hours about Batman. And we're doing this episode, of course, because this is the 80th year, 2019 is Batman's 80th birthday, and uh, later this month, Detective Comics number 1000 will be releasing. I mean, I'm really excited, because I thought it was really cool when last year with Superman, and actually yeah. going to issue 1000. And Superman, I really like Superman as of recently, um, but he's not my favorite. Batman actually is my favorite superhero. Um, Superman probably is like my number two DC though, or number three or something. He's in my top three DC. Superman's probably my second favorite DC hero. My favorite's of course Kyle Rayner. But Batman, I have a weird thing where he is on my ranking before I get you off track. Like uh, all the, there's multiple Robins who I like more than I like Batman, but I like Batman's mythos a lot. It's just, I don't like him as a character as much as, like, well, like, his supporting cast. The way I see it is Batman is my favorite superhero, but I don't care if he's not someone else's favorite superhero. Like, I enjoy the fact that everyone has their own favorite superhero and has someone that they relate to and that they like. So, even though I go around saying, oh, Batman's the best superhero, I actually don't care if anybody agrees with me or not. And I uh, I respect that other people like different superheroes, and I think that's cool. But me personally, Batman is my favorite superhero. Yeah, I agree with you, like, the whole not um, forcing people to like your favorite superhero, because mine is Kyle Rayner, and he's very obscure. So if I had the mindset that everybody else had to like him as much as I did, I'd be a very unhappy person. Yeah. And now, one thing, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here because we are going to talk about Batman this whole episode. But one thing is I always kind of wish that DC would dial it back a little bit. Even though Batman's my favorite superhero... I you can still have too much of him. Like I mean, oh my gosh! We the way get, I like... see it, like the way I see it, water is great and all. But if you have too much, even if you have too much water, you can die. And that's how I feel like we... what's happening with Batman. Like he's great, now, the... but you can have too much. Yeah, definitely. We're at the point now where per week we have multiple Batman comics coming out. Like. Every week, more than one. Like, I, well, not every week, but like, there's we there's at least once a month where we have more than one Batman come out, which is just crazy. I want, we don't even have like I want oh, I go. want DC to like come out with this big event and not even include Batman, like just once, <laughs> just to prove that they can do it. Uh, well, that's a big problem with DC. Like Dan DeDito, like the head guy in DC could not bear one day without Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, uh, um, Mark Wade was talking a lot about uh, Dan DeDito after he quit DC, and they talked about how he was forced into so many stories. Like, I, and, I prefer DC Comics over Marvel, but I think that is one thing that Marvel doesn't have, is Marvel doesn't have a crush. Spider-Man's turning into that. Somewhat, yeah. But There's like three different Spider-Man books right now. They'll also change it up, though. Between it, well, Deadpool starts... They use Deadpool a lot now, and they've started using Venom a lot now, actually. I guess cause... Yeah, and they, the weird thing with Deadpool is they also use this Grenpool, too, and it's just yeah. kind of weird. But, um... We're getting way off track before even talking about the first thing. Okay, so, so we stay on track. What is our first... Uh, topic or subtopic. The thing we'll be talking about is the is what made us like the character initially, and I think we may have the same answer here. I'm not positive. Yeah, I don't. 
for me, I don't think I could give credit to a specific thing or a specific time in my life. I don't remember the moment where I was like, Batman's my favorite. Neither do I, but I remember like approximately when I was first in- I know what first was my introduction to Batman, and I know like just though my parents telling me when I saw that like, you know, when I was very little I watched the uh, Adam West Batman sixty six movie and that and I really, really liked that for the longest time. Like um we, like that would I'd rewatch it like tons and tons. Like 'cause that was to my knowledge the only thing Batman was in at the time. Uh, so I I love that thing. Well like I think for me, it was even, like, little things, like toys and children's books. Yeah, the toys played a big part for me as well. Like, I, I would get these, like, I when I was little, I got for Christmas one time a bat cave with Batman and Robin, and it came with a couple villains or whatever. And that was when I was, like, getting really excited about Batman. Um, I think even before that, though, there was a show. I used to watch, like, get up in the morning and watch Saturday morning cartoons when I was little. And um, one Saturday morning cartoon was uh, The Batman. I uh, remember that one. Which was probably my introduction to Batman. And I always thought it was really cool. I loved the show. I still like the show. I haven't really seen it in a long time. Um, Now that I know more about Batman, I realize that there are a lot of different choices that they use. Um... And maybe it's not the most comic book faithful version, but I think I I, I still like it as its own, and it's still a, uh, a it's still a pretty good cartoon. Yeah, um, lately on, I have been seeing a resurgence of in love for it. Like for the longest time, the only thing I ever saw people talk about when it came to Batman cartoons is Batman the animated series. But lately on, I have been seeing talk of that. I remember. Um, one time when we were uh, when I was younger, I went away to New York, and that was like when I was very young. And it's one of my few memories is watching that cartoon while playing with my uh, Heath Ledger and Joker toy, thinking it was the same Joker from the cartoon. And I remember uh, really thinking it was weird that the toy company would make a mistake to make him look so different. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, and I think even things like the Justice League cartoon that he was in. Um, I never grew up on Batman the Animated Series. And when I did watch it, I never really like cared for it that much. What? You watched it and didn't like it? Well, it's hard to say. I've seen so little of it. Um, this podcast is over. I'm sorry. I can't work <laughs> with somebody who didn't like Batman the Animated I, Series. I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it either. I didn't like have much of them, but I've only seen like maybe two or three episodes. Um, I started watching that when I started reading comics back in eighth grade, and I watched. And I've by now I've watched every episode at least once, but most twice. I really like well, it. Well, I want to watch it because I'm wondering if where I'm at now, I would appreciate it more. Uh, and I've also haven't really seen a lot of it. I haven't seen enough of it to actually judge it in any way. Some of the early, like, um, did you, like, what? There's one bad episode that's pretty early on that I think a lot of people stuck. Like, there's, like, when I say there's one bad episode, I'm not saying, oh, there's this one bad episode. That, no, I'm saying there's one bad episode that for every reason is like a lot of people's first introduction. It's this weird one with the penguin and Batman's in some kid's basement or something. And for whatever reason, a lot of people watch that one first. Just because like, it's the easiest to find, I think. And dislike the show because of that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've disliked any episodes that I've seen. It just hasn't been like super exciting to me. You know, I haven't seen I think anything a good episode really... to watch if you want to like it is um, Almost Gotham or Gotham. It is this very, very good episode. But like, maybe it's I should have just, maybe I should have just plugged the fifth on this one because, like, now for the rest of the episode, I don't think any bat of the Batman fans are actually going to listen to anything I say now. Because, <laughs> from what I understand, that is like the one, like that is the best Batman to a lot of people, 
And so I <laughs> I may have just lost all my credibility. <laughs> I think um actually oddly enough, there's been this weird thing where like people are starting to not like it as much like online hype scene and people are wanting it to be more dark now. That's just the way the internet is, I guess. See, but, I was I was always a fan of a lighter Batman. And I find Batman the animated series is the like I don't use this lightly, but it's the perfect mix of like light and dark for Batman, and like it doesn't go like it doesn't it isn't like sixty six it's um, Batman nineteen sixty six campiness, but it's not like uh, the Nolan dark or Bath or Ben Affleck dark. It's like the perfect mix, and it's so well. Like I will say this too, like. I totally understand why people like the voice actors. Like, I totally understand why people really like Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Because if, even though Kevin I never watched Conroy. the show that much, I can see and I can hear it, and I, I do think they get good with their roles. Yeah, I got to see Kevin Conroy speak at a panel once, which was really cool when I went to Montreal Comic Con back in 2017. Yeah, 2017, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to South Carolina Comic Con tomorrow, um, only for a couple of hours, and so I don't know if I'll get to do too much. But uh, theoretically, I could meet uh, Scott Snyder. Oh, that's cool. I got to see him once. The only problem is just there's like a signing for him, but there's also a signing for someone else that I want to see, and so I might only be able to do one or the other. <laughs> So Who's I don't the know. Other one? Uh, I don't know if you. I don't think you know him. He's the co-creator of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. So uh, that's why I wasn't going to name him. <laughs> um, but like Ninja Turtles is like a huge fandom of mine. Yeah. Uh, so and like one of. Uh, the creators that really inspire me is Kevin Eastman, you know, and Peter Laird, the uh, co-creators of the Ninja Turtles. Just they essentially created the Ninja Turtles on like a napkin or something, or like just as a little jewel, and yeah, they self I... self published their way. So they're kind of like the, you know, from Rags to Riches story of comic books. So yeah, I've heard of the origin of Teenage Ninja Turtles. Like my my only recent. This is, I'm going to say this one thing before we move on to our next topic because we're getting a bit sidetracked. But my only real introduction to the Ninja Turtles, like uh, other than watching them when I was younger to too young to remember, was recently, well, not recently, two years ago when they were introduced in the video game series Injustice as a DLC fighter for the second game. And I played them a lot because I played every character a lot. So I, so I know them from that. But that's about it as of late. Now, there's actually, I'm actually going to tie it back to our conversation now, uh, but there's actually crossover comics with Batman and the Ninja Turtles, and yeah, they, are, they are everything I, you would want them to be. Like, if, if you, with me, I dreamed of that before it was ever announced. Like, what about Batman and the Ninja Turtles teaming up? That was like a dream that I had. One of those dreams that you're surprised actually comes true. Um, and then when it came out, it was as good as I thought it would be. And so those are like some of my favorite comics are the Batman Ninja Turtles. And you you actually probably really like the Batman Teenage Ninja Turtles 2. You probably like the second series uh, because it's all about uh, Bane, actually. So, oh, I on Bane are super mixed like I either dislike him severely or I really like him like I'm so like in the middle with how my thoughts on Bane like it's all character dependent it's all writer dependent with him yeah I could see that I could see that for a lot of Batman villains actually I don't know how I'm like with the Joker actually hmm. uh, yeah the Joker I feel similar to so we've talked about our like basic so now you kind of know where we both sort of stand on Batman, approximately. So now we're going to talk about our favorite 
Batman movie. Do you want to go first with this one? Okay, I guess I can. Um, I would probably say... Okay, I'm probably... My answer is probably a lot of people's answers as far as Batman is concerned. But my favorite is very possibly The Dark Knight. Um, it wasn't the first time I watched it. The first time I watched it, I liked the movie essentially because I had to, because it was Batman. But then, because I think I was a little young when I watched it the first time. But when I was older and I was able just to watch it, I actually ended up really, really uh, enjoying it. Um, and Heath Ledger's Joker is one of the best comic book portrayals on screen, so. Uh, I think I completely, um, see where you're coming from with that. It's definitely, like, my top three Batman films, and, like, I really like it. It was, I think it was the first movie I ever watched that was, like, a like PG-13, and I remember thinking it was such, such a cool movie. Like, I watched that before I watched Batman Begins for whatever reason. But I just remember being, like, in love with the thought that Batman was more than, like, this guy who who danced around with his villains while, 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 saying, while climbing up walls in a cheesy manner like he was with Adam West. Like, it was just so surprising for me. Well, I mean, it is kind of funny. Like, I'm a huge Adam West Batman fan, but I'm also a huge fan of the Dark Knight trilogy. So those are two very different versions of Batman, but I think they can both work in their respective uh, fields. So my favorite um, Batman movie, I'm not sure if this one counts. Like, uh, maybe he, like, I I have a follow-up, but is. Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which was the Batman movie that went along with Batman the Animated Series. I really like that. It's a great mystery. I have the Phantasm pop figure, actually, because I liked it so much. And I, I like, actually it. have seen that movie. Um, but I didn't really... I mean, I haven't seen it since I was young. Uh, but when I you watched it, watch I, the show I, didn't, like I it. didn't really like it. Of course, you know, I didn't grow up watching the series. And, like, the other Batman animated... Uh, the other animated movies I've seen with that particular Batman, I haven't really uh, particularly cared for. It's um, the only good animated series Batman movie, I will say that. Other than Batman Beyond, but that doesn't count. Like, I haven't, I haven't other seen... movies kind of suck. But yeah, so I saw, I did see Mask of the Phantasm, and of course, I was younger then, and like, the littlest things creeped me out when I was younger, and so I think that kind of, I think it kind of creeped me out a little bit, honestly. That's the um, eerie parts to it. Do what now? It has a lot of eerie parts to it. Well, I, I, I seem to remember parts with like grave robbers and the origin backgrounds and the phantasm going around killing people and it seemed kind of dark to me when I was young yeah. and there's just one scene at the end where like a building ex- like it doesn't kill him but he cracks his neck laughing and like blood I think blood's coming out of him. Yeah. When when I was when I was a kid I was like very sensitive to that kind of stuff because I have nightmares and stuff. Um so, like, it did not take much to freak me out. I didn't watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm till, like, not because I didn't want to, I think just because I didn't have it, access to watch it, until eighth grade, like, the summer after eighth grade, going into ninth grade. So, uh, I had a different experience watching it the first time. Yeah. But uh, I think I watched I, it on Netflix, like, way back when Netflix was kind of new. <laughs> like, so nice how long ago. It- that was on Netflix there? Lucky you guys. Well, that was, like, a long time. I think that was still back when Net- there was a time where Netflix was more so sending you DVDs yeah. and then very uh, little uh, watch now online. 
That was the time <laughs> period that I watched that on Netflix. Yeah, um, I watched it on this, like, I think I watched it on on this thing on my Xbox that had all of the Batman stuff on it. But um, it was on a Canadian streaming service that died after a year called Show Me, too, that I also watched on the second time. Um, and sh- that was kind of weird, like the whole platform that both of it was on. Yeah, honestly, I don't watch a whole lot of the DC animated movies. But well, I like it because you're going to see a trend with all of my answers here for the things. I like Batman as a mystery guy primarily. And that movie, throughout the entire movie, you don't, I'm not going to spoil it here, just in case anybody listening hasn't watched it for some reason, but you don't know who the Phantasm is. The entire for most of the film, there's a bunch of red herrings in it. You get this amazing uh, love story with Batman, which is one of the few. Like it's not like cheating or anything, but like it goes into the heart of Batman in the animated series version of Bruce Wayne, and really shows you why he's like the way he is, why he doesn't kill, why he. It also creates a good relationship between him and Alfred. The Joker is really good at it. Like, he's legitimately, like, you can see how much he wants to, like, twist up Batman. And there's this one, um, this is a slight spoiler, but not really, but there's this one amazing scene where the police are chasing after Batman. And he takes off the cow and stuff, puts it on this, like, wooden pole type thing, and flies it up and makes it look like it's him and they and it gets blown up like the, the police shoot it off and he runs off without a mask like i don't remember if he had like a full costume or what he had for any sort of clothing and he's running out injured and it's just like the ultimateness of his resourcefulness at, at use and the really cool scene and it doesn't and it doesn't like strip and it doesn't stretch out like the you're the imagination too far. It's not like he built a Batmobile out of two pieces of stone or anything like that. Like, <laughs> like the MacGyver Batman. <laughs> yeah. Because um, sometimes I do feel Batman's like that. Oh, uh, I am trapped in the corner. Good thing I have my get out of corner free card in my utility belt. I knew it was coming, guys. Yeah, I mean, that, like, that works when you're doing like intentionally cheesy Batman, but it doesn't work so well when you're actually... I've seen it in, like, serious comics, though, like, where he's, like, where yeah. uh, like, be ready for anything. Like, it's just dumb. <laughs> I find, like... Um, so, we've talked in... My favorite live-action Batman film I'm not gonna talk about, because we're sort of going on too long, is uh, probably a tie between um batman from 1989 and the dark knight though but okay they don't yeah i i I have batman the 89 batman is pretty good yeah Yeah, i just don't think it i think it's a good film but i don't think it's a good batman film because he kills in it and that goes against my likes for batman i just think it's a good film if that makes sense like i i think it's a good film but i don't think it's a good batman yeah i i think I like it, but I do think it's one of those movies that didn't necessarily age um, oh, awesome. Yeah. Because, like, you watch it and it still seems like 80s. Even though it's at the very end of the 80s. It, you still, yeah. it still feels very 80s. <laughs> you watch it and you it doesn't seem like it ages that well. Um, that's not always a bad thing. I find sometimes it's nice to watch films. <laughs> it really, like de- that. it really depends. For me, I like the eighties. All right, I really like eighties music and stuff like that. So I mean, that, it didn't really bother me that it still felt eighties. And um, I like something with Adam West. <laughs> I love that West. So, uh, but that you know didn't age well. <laughs> Because, you know, back when it was coming out, I, my, I remember my dad said he watched it and that when he was younger, he, like, took it seriously and that it seemed so serious to him at the time. <laughs> um, so now we're on to the favorite TV show, which I guess is just animated unless 
for whatever reason, yours is Gotham, which I don't think anybody's favorite Batman thinks Gotham. Gotham. I never, so I think I never forgot to the second episode of Gotham. I watched the pilot and nothing else. <laughs> I watched Gotham. It comes to Netflix in Canada at the end or beginning of every summer. And I watch it while I'm doing work throughout the summer, like around the house or something. Like last summer, I uh, like put stuff on the deck and I watched the entire season while doing that. And that's just kind of what I do. Like it's not a good show, but it's just good for killing time. But uh, yeah, well, one of my favorite Batman shows is actually the Adam West uh, Batman show. Uh, cartoon, I would probably say uh, the Batman. I forgot that that was a show for some reason. I don't know how I forgot about well, it. Because um, I just always associate with the movie because I've never watched the well, show. for the longest like, time, it was almost impossible to get your hands on the show because, like, the DVDs were, like, $100 to get the whole series. Uh, but, you know, in the past couple of years or so, the prices have gotten more reasonable. Um, and th- there was also a period of time where it would come on this one TV station occasionally. Um, but yeah. Oh, so yours is either the Batman or Batman and uh, with Adam West? Yeah, they're both kind of nostalgic to me. Um, I do have the complete series. And I still enjoy walk, like putting it on sometimes and just it's really fun it's a really relaxing thing to do. Um <laughs> to just kick back and put the Adam West Batman on and have uh you know, if you watch it how it's intended to be watched and you don't take it seriously, uh then you can have fun with it and it's a really fun thing to watch. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed watching it. There's just one funny clip I like of it where it's Batman having a conversation with Bruce Wayne over the phone, like if it's in like with two phones. I really like that clip. It makes me audibly laugh every time I watch it. But yeah, so I'm, I'm an Adam West fan. And, like, I have some of, like, the action figures in the Batmobile. <laughs> I have, um... I have the Funko my Pop, poppy. too. <laughs> yeah, and I have the Surf's Up Funko Pop for Batman and the Joker, where it's the episode where they go surfing. Oh, yeah, I kind of want to get those eventually. The, they were hard. At the time, I'm not sure if they still are, but when I was looking for it, it was so hard to get one of them. I forget if it was hard to find Batman or the Joker, but I'm going to comic book stores and... No, in Halifax, which is somewhere it's like not super far away from where I live, like a four-hour drive, going from store to store looking for it. Like one cool thing is that like a lot of the villains were actually like very well done. Like I actually prefer the Riddler from that show and the movie. Uh, I prefer him over the Jim Carrey Riddler for sure, like one hundred percent. That's not much of a thing to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just, I I really like Jim Carrey as like an actor and a comedian, but I didn't like particularly care for him as the Riddler. He was given that movie uh was like those like was given horrible, horrible material to work with. Like I don't think any single person could have saved that movie. Yeah, I it's weird. Like as far as like the those four Batman movies, the two with Tim Burton and the two with Shoemaker. I've seen the 89 Batman. I haven't... That's the only good one. I I haven't seen Batman Returns, but I've seen Batman Forever. Don't bother with it. I've seen Uh, Batman Forever, but I have not seen Batman Robin. But from what I hear, I don't need to. Yeah, Batman Returns is watchable. It's not good, but it's okay. So... My favorite show, I don't think you'll, I think like, unless I've somehow not made it clear at the start of this episode, it's Batman the Image series. I'm not going to, I like, if I really like it, like I could talk about why, but I think it's already apparent. I think the voice acting's good. I, I yeah, I, every, I agree with that too. I think the voice acting is good. I think every episode has a, has a good start to end, like, an opening thing with a good resolution. I think <clears throat> I think for the show does a good job of being um like even though every episode standalone it kind of connects. 
I think it, it okay. This is something I have to talk about. The show made Miss before the show. Mister Freeze was awful. Like there's no getting around it. Before Batman the Animated Series, Mister Freeze sucked. Like you, like any he wasn't interesting. He was just some like I. He was like a way lamer version than modern Captain Cold. Like he was like an old man lame Captain Cold. Like like you can't get around that. Like he wasn't used well. But the show made him a relatable, sad person who was just doing everything they could to bring back their wife and honor her legacy at, at all costs. He was down on his luck. He, he was a sympathetic character. You can relate to that. And they made him something more than just a must-have trolling villain. Well, I do really like Mr. Free, yeah, so. Yeah, like... Almost everything Mr. Freeze is now, you have a Batman animated series to think. And um, also, even though she's turned into quite an annoyance now, like I want, I really want to get rid of her. Um, they did make a very, very big character in the form of Harley Quinn. Like, I don't like what Harley Quinn's turned into, but I do like what she was there. Yeah, honestly, I don't mind so much like the, like the original Harley Quinn. Just kind of what I really, I miss that costume. As a, as a whole, I really just don't like Harley Quinn. Uh, but the only versions of her that I can stand are Batman the Animated Series and Injustice. Huh. Uh, I miss her original costume back from uh, what's the word? Uh, animated Series. I I really miss that one. She's pretty good in the Arkham games. I found. I'm not sure if you've played them. I have. I have not really. No. The Arkham games are really fun for me as a Batman the Animated Series fan. Because to me, I like to pretend in my head, even though like it really doesn't work out if you think too much about it. I have but seen in my some head, of the gameplay. So, but in my yeah. head, it's the ending to Batman the Animated Series. Like Arkham Knight is how uh, the animated series would end. But somehow include Batman Beyond in there too because I like that. But uh, but like I like thinking that takes place in the same world. But yeah, I don't. Know. There's anything I could say about the animated series that I haven't already said has been said countless times before me by people who are better speakers than me. So huh, like, there's no point in me going on. I'm sure everybody listening has heard endless praise for the show. So now we are on, unless you have anything you'd like to add about the show. No, I think I'm all right. Um, so now we're on to uh, our favorite comic book. So this could be one single issue, uh, comic book storyline, um, anything. As, but it can't be a complete one because we could do that later. Just get hard. Uh, one thing that I get touched upon earlier that I would say some of my favorite uh, comic books like in general uh, <laughs> people might laugh but I really really liked the crossover with the Ninja Turtles um, both the first one and the second one and that was just like one of my favorite just comic books in general my favorite series in general um, I'm also I also have some of, like, the original, like, 30s and 40s Batman comics that I uh, enjoy as well, so. Like, the original, original, or, like, in a trade? I have them in, like, an omnibus. Okay, so not, I was going to say, when you said... Like, the... Not, like, original, or... <laughs> yeah. They're, they're reprint- when you said original, obviously, I, I thought for a second you meant, like, the original printing of them, and I'm like, you have the original issues of them, and you're using them to read, I know, not, I'm like... like I'm sitting on the small forts. Uh, but um, my favorite Batman comic is the first Batman comic I ever read as a comic book fan. The comic that made me a comic book fan and um, overall a great comic book story. And that's Batman Hush. If you are a, if you've been listening since our first episode, first of all, I don't know how you could stand listening to me talk that much, but um, you'll remember I mentioned me that that was my first comic and that really get and the fact that it made me want to read as much comics as i have now shows how good it is 
it's a great mystery and it, it has a good moment for any member of the Bat family and anybody who has the slightest knowledge of Batman can read it and enjoy it. Really? I haven't read Batman Hush, but from what I've seen, I love the art in it. Yeah, it's, it's what made me like Jim Lee. Jeff Loeb does a good job uh, writing it, like a great job. Um, it's full of twists. If you haven't read it, who please... writes it? Jeff Loeb. Okay, okay, okay. If you uh, haven't read it, please, please do yourself a massive favor and don't look up how it ends or try to avoid spoilers. I don't know that Just much find... about it, so. But yeah. I was about to say, finding out who Huss is is great, but instead of Huss, I was going to say who, like, is Huss, and I would have ruined the comic. <laughs> like, um. Yeah, I don't. I can't talk about too much without spoilers. But if you're listening to this and you haven't read too much Batman or comics in general, I'd highly recommend Batman Hush. It's a good introduction. That's what got me introduced on comics. Well, uh, actually, I wouldn't recommend it because you'll lose a bunch of money on comic books if you read it. If you're anything. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think I mean it's some of what Jim Lee's. I just feel like from what. I've seen it seems like Jim Lee really just knocked it it's out. It's my favorite work of his. Yeah. And so and Jim Lee's part, like one of my favorite comic book artists. And he's there are very few artists that I'll get a book just because of an artist. But Jim Lee is one of those where if his name is on a book, I'll at least consider it. <laughs> yeah, uh I'm the same way with like um some art artists now, now like uh, I think I've mentioned my love for Mitskevitz art and uh, Doc Saner. Saner, I'm not sure how you say his last name. Yeah. I feel ridiculously bad about it. I'm, I'm um, also a really big fan of um, Patrick Gleason. I really like his art yeah. too. I'm oh. reading his action comics run right now, which is good. Oh. Well, his art is. I can't. I'm not going to speak too much. Another about the artist now. that I love is uh, Francis Manifold. Yeah, he does good stuff. I, I, not that I'm not as big of a fan of Jim Lee, but I just know more artists now. But when I first started reading comics, he was definitely my favorite artist, and I still like him a lot. It's just like, his style is a bit too much of realism for me. I like a bit more, uh, where it's a bit more out there art. Well, and Jim, Jim Lee is also like, he has one of the most recognizable styles. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can recognize his art immediately if if you, yeah. if you know. I him. find he has all copycats in comic books now. Like if you look at his old like art when he started doing his current style and like, but art, but most comp art before and your average comic art now, like it's kind of mimicking his. You can Not tell all, how his like, art has adapted too because mm-hmm. if you look at his like X Men art, X Men. It does look considerably yeah. different. It's good. I it's still yeah. good, but it's different. I have an issue, like I like, like, like a back issue from my comic book store of his X Men, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah, that is cool. Um, but that's my favorite comic. Do you have like any? So is yours, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one. Like, is that your favorite Batman? Uh, I don't know for sure. Um, I've I've also read some of the All Star Batman uh, Rebirth by Scott Snyder. That was oh, I thought you were like the original All Star Batman written by Frank Miller and art by Jim Lee. No, I thought the wrong because have you read that? I don't know. I don't think so. Don't like uh, it's like I I I love Frank Miller's writing. And I love Jim Lee's art overall. Jim Lee does a good job on art. It is genuinely one of the worst Batman stories I've, Robin origin stories I've ever read. I got it digital for five dollars. Like it was horrible. Like I feel bad saying it just because I like both of the people, but like there's a scene in where Batman makes Robin eat a rat in the Batcave. Oh yeah, and it and it's well does all like, it's the, the most the like rebirth un- all star. Yeah, that's a good one. I've read that. You have, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. The Reaper yeah. All Star is that's that's off road Batman, uh-huh. which 
I like Two Face. I have the cover where it's him fighting Two Face on like the mountain with Rain. I really like that cover. That is one of my favorite comic book covers of all time. Actually, yeah, I like that. I really like that cover. Um, that was back when I was first getting into it. I remember my uh, grandmother got me that comic for me. Um, so yeah, I I have it. I have it in a trade. So oh yeah. Um. I, I think, I'm not sure. Don't keep, like, a mental list of all the comics I have in single or trade. I know I've read some of it, but I don't think I've read all of it, and I can't remember if I ever got to trade for it. I think my friend got a trade of it, but I'm not sure. If I read it for him. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't live close to a comic book store, so a lot of times I'm, like, way behind. A lot of my trades... And so I'll get, I'll get them in trades a lot. A lot of my trades, like, because um, I go to my local comic store at least once a week to get my weekly comics, but I buy a lot of my trades online on the, we have a bookstore in Canada. I'm not sure if it's there. It's like chapters, which is owned by Indigo. And like they'll have like multiple times a year, like four or five times a year, have a buy two, get one free DC uh, trade sale. And I love that. Like every time they do it, I like stock up on trades for like months on end. No, I don't normally have, I don't normally get, into as much as the Gigiggle comics, mm-hmm. but occasionally DC will have like really good sales yeah. on their Gigiggle trades. And so I have bought, I haven't read them yet, but I've bought a couple. Like I think I have um, Batman the Court of Owls um, that I haven't read yet, but I have, I have that on Gigiggle. I have them. Um, uh, I also, oh, sorry. Uh, I, I also have like All Star Superman. <gasps> you have, you, you um, All Star Superman? You should read that. That's really good. I have I haven't read it yet, but I remember you saying that you really liked it, and I've heard good things about it. And so one of the times where DC was having the sales on their digital trades, I I got it's, it. I haven't read it. It's probably yet, but... one of the best. Like not probably. It's a it's widely regarded as one of the best of all time comics. Like yeah, I'm not sure if I call it the best, but it's like most p like if like um you go to a comic book store and say. Hey, what's the best? The default answer of all the time would be All Star Superman, and uh, it's no mistake. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, um, I have Batgirl and Robin Year One on uh, digital, and I and I also have a bunch of Darwin Cook uh, Batman stuff digital. Like I have a Darwin Cook Batman collection, all digital. Is I get. A lot of Batman stuff, I'm on the fence whether it's gear or not, so I get it digital. Cheap. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that's kind of what I get. Like, the digital trades I have for, like, $5 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, one of the good things about digital, even though it's hit a bit, it's not as much more in Canada as it is in the U.S. all the time, which is nice. Um, so now, I think we've talked enough about our favorite comic. But I think we're on to overall. What makes us? What? Why do you like Batman? What sticks up to you personally that makes you like Batman? I can go first if you want some time to think about that. Like, I mean, I think there are some of, oh well, a lot of the answer a lot of people give, which is true to me to an extent, is you know the idea that he wasn't given superpowers. Uh, it's something that he worked for. Um, I think there's also a message in there uh, about how you react to tragedy. And I think it's worth noting that a lot of characters in fiction, uh, a lot of times when they have a backstory like Batman, they turn evil. And I think it's really interesting to... Instead of letting the darkness take a character to an evil place, even though it still took Bruce Wayne into a dark place, he was able to use that for good. And there are a lot of versions of Batman that are out that lean more into the revenge on crime where he's just trying to... where he's angry and he's trying to beat up criminals. I always saw it more of... He doesn't want other people to go to that dark place that he's already at. And that he doesn't want criminals 
doing things that were done to him, and so I always saw it as a, um, as almost kind of a compassionate uh, crusade, and a kind of, yeah. So I guess those are some, and I just think there's really an interesting dynamic going on, and like with his relation with with the Joker. And how they kind of flip the script where the good guy is the dark one and the bad guy is the light one. So I think there's just a lot of interesting and psychological things going on uh, with that. Well, I, I like Batman. And as a, like my reason why I like a Batman story is I like the mystery aspect to it a lot. Like I like uh, that when it's the world's greatest detective and not the world's greatest puncher. Um because I find that's what happens sometimes. He just gets relocated to a, gu- a tough guy who drives a fancy car and punches people. But I like it when he really has to go back, think about a way to beat the person or know who the person is. Or I like it when it's a mystery. And I also like the Bat family, which once again, could be a whole other episode. So I'm not going to talk about the Robins or Batgirls or whatever else they are I mean, at all. But- I agree with all of that. Um, I think sometimes it's nice when you don't have a superhero punching aliens in space all the time and where you have um, where it's not even always fighting and even though he's very capable of using his fists he seems to use his brain even more often and more effectively um, That's good. and one thing that always drew me in as a kid was the world around Batman and, you know, his rogues gallery, uh, Commissioner Gordon, his uh, Robin. And I was always, it, it wasn't just Batman that I was drawn into. I was drawn into Gotham City in general. And I, I think that's one really cool thing that Batman has going for him is he has one of the coolest um, universes, I guess. Um, he has one of the coolest worlds. Mm-hmm. So the reason... Well, another thing I like about Batman is how he, this is something I've gone so far without mentioning Tom King being in a Batman episode, but I'm quite proud of myself, but uh, this is right. I know you made Um, it almost an hour, Mary. uh, One of the things I think is that good about why Tom King's run on Batman is how he tears him apart psychologically, especially with Bane. Like there's this one issue where it's just him, where it's the same words over and over again while Batman's trying to fight Bane. And it really goes into what a broken, broken person Batman is and how he really is a shell of the man he could be. Like, he isn't um, a functioning person. Like, he really, in my opinion, that's one of the good parts of Batman. Like, like all, he doesn't know much more than fighting crime. Like, that's one of the reasons why he's almost forced to do it and he does it and it's not because he, he doesn't want to do it no like obviously he wants to do it but it's because due to the way his mind works and how everything he's gone through he has to do it at this point and it really um makes it interesting for a hero that psychologically couldn't be a hero and uh have you what have you ever read like i know you planned on to but did you ever get around to reading batman 50 like where the writing issue? Uh, no. Oh, uh, in the writing issue, like it really, that's one of the things that brain. This is a spoiler, but I'm sure you've heard by now. Like it was spoiled before it came out. Yeah, I I wasn't reading Batman yeah. at that time, so I actually did read the spoiler before it. <laughs> um, so, Bane tricks Catwoman to not marry him by using that and it's quite uh, it's not that hard to convince somebody based off that like it's an easy trick and it makes it interesting because the way he does that and uh, it's just quite uh, a compelling read when you're reading a person who's so unstable that they bring a 10 year old to fight uh, drug lords like it really it adds to the interest of the story I find that's not to say I think um, yeah. Batman's this unstable, unpredictable person. It's more so that he is a very damaged person, and it shows that in how he acts. 
I think a lot of the characters that are put around Batman are there kind of to uh, humanize him. And because I think there are times, I think one reason why he has uh, Robin and Batgirl and is, I guess, by himself, he almost starts to get lost in the darkness Mm -hmm. to an extent. And so I think in some sense, he has these people around him uh, for his own good. Um, Because it seems like Batman is the darkest when he's fighting alone. And that he sees the most light when he's with allies. That's why I think Tom King showing with him and Catwoman and him without Catwoman now is quite interesting because it's showing him fighting with, well, the love of his life, Catwoman. And, like, really, like, she, in Tom King's run, at least, really does complete him and make him a person rather than a superhero. That's one of the things you're trying to push by. And without her now for the past, oh, my gosh, it's almost been, it's been 16 issues now, or 17 issues, I think it may be, without Catwoman. And it's just been, like, it's showing how much it's breaking him. And it's really, really great uh, stuff. That, so, speaking of great stuff, that leads us into our next thing, which is our favorite storyline, overall one, and anything. doesn't have to be movies, doesn't have to be shows, doesn't have to be comics. could be, well, I guess it can only be one of those three things, because there's not much other than that. But my favorite Batman story, one or whatever, is undoubtedly Tom King's current one on him. Like, it's, like, I don't have to, I don't flinch saying that, because it, it is, um... Although I can't say one of my story arcs is my favorite Batman story arc. If I had to pick an overall one, it would be this. Like The whole one's his fight against Bane, more or less, and it is amazing. It's a 103-issue plan length, and it's not disappointed. I haven't disappointed yet, so he's hoping for a strong uh, 40-some issues that. I mean, honestly, I really don't know what I would say. There's some I've already mentioned, like the Batman Ninja Turtles crossover. I have a hard time saying when that one's my favorite, just because um, it's very different since it's a crossover yeah. with another property. Uh, I almost have a hard time even counting that. Um, if it's, if I, it's your favorite too, then it counts. Like I'm not gonna. I don't know. It's hard to say though, because it. I don't know. It's weird. Um, that is one of my favorites, so that's up there. Um, movies, uh, I'm a really big fan of the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, there are some differences from the comics in uh, Batman, but I still think it's a pretty good overarching story, and I think it really digs deep into uh, the mythos hmm. without getting too crazy. And so, The Dark Knight trilogy is one of my favorites. Um, I really like. Um, I really like some of the classic Batman stuff too, like the original comics and Adam West. I just think it's really, really hard to narrow it down to like one specific version of Batman that I like the best. Yeah, I totally can see that. So, um. Now we're on to a bit more of a trickier thing. Is It's our last thing, too. But it's our overall current thoughts. So with how he's being used in shows, which he isn't. Batman's not really in a TV show right now. How he's being used. I mean, he was in Titans, from what I heard. Or maybe he was. I don't remember. I, I, I think I he was in the show, but... season finale. I, from what I heard. I don't know. I only watched the pilot of Titans once it came to Netflix Canada. But yeah, he's not really in shows right now, is Yeah, he? so maybe that's the first thing we can talk about. Do you think there should be a Batman animated series right now for the current generation of kids? Honestly, I would not be optimistic just because it seems like the newer animated shows that I've seen have let me down as of now, recently. Like the like so. the Disney-Spider-Man show right now is not good. Yeah, I watched like an episode or two of that. That was horrible. Justice League Action was this uh, show that was on like it was like a fifteen minute little comic book storylines, and it was semi comic accurate, not completely. And it like kidify them, obviously. 
and then just like take the highlights from it and make it. And it was, and that was quite good. And it had a really good voice acting cast, but it got because it wasn't good enough for kids. It was too, it was too good for Cartoon Network, I guess. I only watched a few episodes of it, but I really liked like the few I got watched. And I mean, <laughs> you know, I like the Ninja Turtles a lot, and I was very disappointed with uh, the new Ninja Turtles cartoon that they have out now. No, I, no, this is I in the past on my YouTube channel made this video I'm now embarrassed of, where it's me complaining about the current Teen Titans Go cartoon. So. And I'm like, ah, they shouldn't do it. It's garbage. It ruins the Titans. I now am pro Team Titans Go because I think it's a goofy, fun TV show. Because uh, I can, like, if let's say I'm at a hotel or, like, last summer we went to the cabin on this small island not that's uh, quite a bit uh, where we lived. And we, we didn't have Dacker down there or anything, but we had TV with a few channels there. And on the off hours, I'd watch, because it was always on the TV there, I'd watch Teen Titans Go. And it's easy to find enjoyment as, as somebody who likes the characters watching the parody of them, basically. And it's quite, and it's legitimately funny at times. Like, it, like I feel bad for hate. And like, if they made a Batman show where it's animated like Teen Titans Go, and it's like super silly, like, like the way the 60s one almost was, but like in a current fashion, I like almost like the way they made the Lego Batman. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I love the Lego like Batman. If they did something like that, that would be great. Have Have you seen the Lego Batman movie? Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I love the Lego Batman. <laughs> it's a lot. And like, and like, even if you've played like the Lego games and stuff, the Lego games, video games, usually have like really funny cutscenes. I played. Oh my gosh, uh, I. Back in elementary school, like er, my early phases, I remember like going to school and talking to, with my friends about Lego Batman, Lego Indiana Jones, and Lego Star Wars video games. Like that was like the thing. Like I have quite a bit of memories with Lego games on my Wii back then. Um, so I think that's it for TV shows because, well, he's not being used in it. And, I think we both kind of talked about what we would like in the show if they were. I guess we could talk about would you want a low, like, CW budget Batman show or, like, on the DC streaming version where it's five acts of that? Would you want that? Uh, I wouldn't want a. Neither would I. I don't know. I wouldn't want a dark and gritty one, honestly. I, I feel like low budget. I feel like if there was a live action Batman show, it would inevitably be like super, super dark and gritty. And I don't think I would cheesy like the Flash and Arrow and Supergirl like that. Like honestly, I'm about done with the season. Yeah, like, I, so. like, I I get nightmares thinking about like a twenty year old bachelor Batman, like because that's what they'd make him, you know, like. This like pop, like they'd make Bruce Wayne basically an Oliver Cream, but worse somehow. Like, but if you know they'd screw it up, like there's no way they could with such a low budget successfully pull off Batman. Yeah, the so. costume would be like Walmart costume level too. Igby leather. <laughs> yeah. um, now. So the movie thing, if we did this episode when we planned on doing it a couple months ago, um, would be easy to talk about. Ben Affleck's doing this new movie. That's what we talk about. But we can't talk about that since Ben Affleck's not doing a Batman movie anymore. And we know literally nothing about the upcoming Batman film. Other than it's going to be a different actor younger than Ben Affleck. Like, what? What, what did you think of Ben Affleck as Batman? I thought he was... I didn't think he was a bad Batman. I didn't think he was the best of all time. I thought he did a good job. I thought he, I thought, that, yeah, that, I thought he played the best modern. I think it's like the most modern Batman. Like if Batman was like a superhero who was made in 2016, like if he, if the creators made him today, I think he'd be like Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, those are basically my thoughts, but. People probably wouldn't give me too much credibility because I get in mind the Ben Affleck Daredevil. So, <laughs> um, also his costume in Batman versus Superman is amazing. Like it's the best Batman on film. Oh yeah, it's a great costume. 
the the movie was Batman vs Superman was horrible, uh, at least to me. The extended edition is possible. Like the extended edition is pretty good. The the but, theatrical cut sucks. I dig like Justice League though. Yeah, I think I like the extended edition for uh, Batman versus Superman more than I like the theatrical cut for Justice League. Personally, like just by a little bit. If I get my hands on uh, an extended edition of Batman versus Superman, I'll watch. It. it works best though. Like it's it's three hours long. It's and it's a kind of boring experience at times. But if you sit down and like you really watch it, like full concentration, it's very enjoyable. And as a, I don't know how I would get my hands on it, but <laughs> as a DC Comics lore fan, I really enjoyed it because it has a bunch of cool, like not like annoying nods, but just kind of like name drops that don't feel forced. Now we're on to um, going on from overall thoughts. Not overall thoughts. Moving on in overall thoughts. How do you feel about his current run the comic? Oh, I obviously love it because I love Tom King's writing. Like, I don't think there's much discussion there. I haven't been reading Detective Comics. I haven't read any of the... I've only read the Star of the Rebirth run, but I can only get one Batman book at the time. That's all I can stay Okay, well, I've already touched on it. I, I haven't been reading the Tom King Batman. I read the first volume, and I didn't. It's good, though, and like, all the, you're like cheating yourself out. Like, Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, um, I probably, I might, I think my library actually has a lot of the Batman <laughs> Rebirth volumes, and so if I want to, I can go back and read them, probably. Um, what happened is, like, in two years, when everybody on the planet is like, wow, Cameron was right this whole time. Tom King's Batman is the best Batman and you're going to feel so dumb because like everybody, like, I'm basically like the king of the world because I called it all right now. And you're missing a big opportunity here. But, uh, yeah. I more- well, I don't know. I don't know if it got new or not because I haven't read it. It seemed like it might be cool. Yeah. And so... I'm just really behind on my comic book reading right I am now. Too, sort uh, of like there's some series because what happened is I I mentioned this like off air to you is like exams like went on longer than they set up for me and it screwed up my reading and it's since I get like a couple comics a week it's been hard to catch up and I'm still like for the Fantastic Four I'm really behind on Superman like I still haven't gotten to read Fantastic Four at all. I don't know. I like the first issues, but it's kind of been going downhill for me. Um, well, so anyhow, um, I, I haven't... I've read some All-Star Rebirth, and that's been pretty good. But I just feel like they're overusing Batman. Yeah. Well, you like the... It's like... Didn't you really like the metal event, though? Which is... I did like the metal yeah, that's event, like, which I'm was... Like, that that I liked it okay. I liked it fine. I mean, but like it is the prime example of subbing Batman into places where he doesn't need to be. That event's basically Bat- Batman's the center of the DC universe. All, the whole multiverse revolves around Batman. Like it's really making him more than he already was. It's just like it's not like I don't like the stuff that DC puts out with Batman. It's just that they could be doing it with more. I feel like they rely too heavily on their big guns. Yeah, like uh. When Marvel makes uh, their smaller heroes big, and DC just runs their what they do having to the ground. They only have Superman releasing every other week now, and same with Wonder Woman. And both of them, they're not really promoting. Like with DC, they're only doing it with Batman. Like, like we're. See, what, months ago, like even what, like up to most a year ago, it was pretty diversified amongst their big characters. Like you had a lot of Green Lantern, a lot of Batman, a lot of Superman, a lot of Wonder Woman, a lot of this and a lot of that. But now it's less of everything and more of Batman. They're killing. Well, it's like Batman and Superman are like those hit songs that the radio stations play over and over again. Too much of the Superman right now. Uh. What I would do if I were DC Comics is since Aqu- the Aquaman movie has seen recent success, 
I would try doing some, which I think they have started to do things with Aquaman. I, I feel like there was some recent event with Aquaman. Yeah, they uh, with Aquaman and Suicide Squad was their most. Yeah, so I would try and run with it. That's kind of what Marvel did. They when they I have movies now, then they release like that's how like Black Panthers become so big almost overnight. Right. And now Captain Marvel might do the same thing. Damages comics when they make them like the movies. Like it really, really, like what you're proposing is good on paper. But like I wanted to be if a character that's good in movies make make more comics like comics. But what happens is like like I like pre MCU Iron Man way more than I like current one. But I don't enjoy him in the comics because of the Marvel movies. Uh, something. I just similar happened with similar. I'm I'm not even saying like make the comics like the movies. I'm saying while you have a peak in interest, take advantage of it. I just think as like a company, the only way you can promote more of a character have a successful movie, and it seems to make sense to the company, even though it doesn't make sense to us, is if they're like the way they are in the movie, which really just won't work. I think they should do more stuff because, like, Superman was quite beloved this time last year. Everybody was liking what he was doing. But I think DC really needs, even though they spent a ton of money getting Bendis on their DC contract, Bendis, I love his work on Young Justice. He's doing a great thing there. Take him off Superman. He's not doing a good job. But give him acts and comics, but let at least one other writer write Superman. With Wonder Woman, I, I don't need Wonder Woman, but uh, they're. That, Give, make more Wonder Woman and less Batman, too. Yeah. Well, like, I haven't read Aquaman Rebirth in a long time. But from what I had read, it it was actually really, really good. Um, I, heard, I which, heard it went downhill after the start. That's what I heard, too, so I, I don't know. Um, you also have to probably be a specific kind of person, because it's actually a lot of uh, Atlantean politics. Um, and some people like really detest that kind of thing. Uh, kind of like with the Star Wars prequels, how it kind of gets a lot of politics. Like I don't mind it so much. Do you like the Star Wars prequels? Is that what you're saying? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I like the Star Wars prequels. I don't love the Star Wars prequels. I like some of them. Uh, part of part of it comes from. Watching, I watched the prequels. Like I grew up on Star Wars, so I was little when I watched the prequels. Yes, yeah, so I didn't. So I spent years and years of my life loving the prequels, not seeing any of the problems. Yeah. Then when I got older and I watched them, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I remember <laughs> arguing with my friends because my my friend group when we were like really younger, we used to like pretend we were Star Wars here. Because I remember I have vivid memories us arguing. You got to be young Anakin, and who got to be Jar Jar Brinks? Because <laughs> that's what you would do. We'd be one of the two characters, and like everybody wanted to be those two. <laughs> Which yeah, is weird to me now, because like I don't, I, I just test both of them, young Anakin and Jar Jar Brinks. But at the time, for whatever reason, uh, but we're topic and we're almost and the episode's already gone on long enough so i think we really should stop <laughs> like yeah before we start talking about star wars uh, <laughs> empire strikes back is the best one by the way it's much very very close for me with last jedi but i like them both a lot oh i did not like last jedi but that i, I just op- opened the can of worms for that one but <laughs> I am one of the few people who do like The Last Jedi. Like, at first there was this big split, but now it doesn't seem to be a split at all. It just seems to be hey, The Last Jedi. But, uh, that's, that's no argument. Yeah, we're... Right now. Yeah. So, um... Thank you so much for listening this far. This is the end of the episode of Batman. Um, stay tuned for our next episode on the Avengers. Thanks for listening. I'm Cameron.